Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello there. It's Most Things Kenobi. This is the podcast you're looking for. everyone welcome to another episode of most things kenobi a podcast about obi-wan kenobi and all things star wars i'm your host lauren and i'm your host leanne and this week we're talking about something a little different i'm actually so excited a little different <laughs> a lot different it will depend yeah <laughs> yes yeah we are talking about au's and for those of you who don't know it means alternate universe or sometimes they're also referred to as head cannons. And it's basically when a fan of something creates their own storyline or a side tangent for a storyline that kind of is still under the umbrella of the fandom. So there, yes. Star Wars is, there's a ton for Star Wars. Everybody who watches Star Wars has their own ideas pretty yes. much. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes they're giant stories. Sometimes they're just I, simple ideas. Um, yeah. And we pulled a bunch of people on our social media and got some ideas and that's what we're talking about. We're also going to talk about our own headcanon yes. slash AU things. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people love like a modern AU where it's set in current times, like on planet earth for star Wars. Right. Or like Obi-Wan's a professor or something like that. You a know? baker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I still think he should be a baker. <laughs> that's adorable <laughs> when i've heard i one time i read a fic a long time ago that was set in chicago like in the 1920s and obi-wan was some like counselor to a woman who was involved with the mafia or something. have was, mercy right it was crazy but it was pretty good i love that <laughs> so let me start by asking do you generally enjoy au's or do you prefer like canon compliant stories usually mm, i like canon compliant yeah. I do too. AUs make me a little uncomfortable and not in like a weird way, just in a, I like them for what they, I like the characters and the planets and the storyline because I like the characters, the planets and the storyline, right? It is yeah. fun to think about it in a different way, but I don't like to live in that world. <laughs> I'm the same. I'm exactly the same. Yeah. Because the reason I love the characters are for how they are. Mm -hmm. So when you change it too much, then they're not the character anymore. So now, we have had episodes here, namely the Ray, why Ray should have been a Kenobi. I guess mm -hmm. that's not canon compliant. It could be considered a head canon, an extra yeah, large head sure. canon. <laughs> but it almost canon compliant. But almost. then apparently the powers of be changed their mind. Yes. Well, that's going to be one of my... One of my AUs, kind of, <laughs> I'll talk about it. But that one, like, if it makes sense in a storyline, like in a canon storyline, I'm, I'm for it. Mm -hmm. You know, but yeah. um, if we're taking all of the characters, we'll say, of the prequel trilogy and putting them in a Viking atmosphere, it's a little strange. Right. 
exactly. It, to me, when you're doing that, you might as well just write your own Viking story. Which is cool. I mean, it's fun to think about them in different roles that are kind of like the roles they have, but in a different era. Yeah, yeah. kind of. But it's true. Like, I- I'm not like opposed to AUs or anything like that. And sometimes I do go in search for that when I'm in a mood for mm-hmm. it, but I'm generally not in the mood for that. But every now and then you find a good one that's just really super fun. Yeah. These are fun. Yeah. There's some really good ones on this list. Oh my gosh, so many good ones. And I I thank everyone for participating. We had quite a lot of people respond to the mm-hmm. Instagram poll that I did. Um, but let's start with ours. What is one of your personal AUs or headcanons that well, you kind of <laughs> always hold on to? I have always held on to the fact that Luke Skywalker is Ray's actual fucking dad. <laughs> Same. I mean, even though we did an episode that she's a Kenobi, I still think within the canon world, it would have made more sense. Mm-hmm. Pick whatever female you want. Everyone knows I'm not a Mara Jade fan. But even though there was a glimmer of hope that Mara Jade was like now canon and not just part of Legends, I was for it because it would have added depth. But yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of headcanons about Rey and the sequel trilogy people. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I want to rewrite a lot of them. But <laughs> my biggest thing was if anyone out there has ever seen Colin Trevorrow's concept art for what the Duel of the Fates was the name of the in the sequel. Instead of Rise of Skywalker, I believe, where Rey has the double-ended uh, blue lightsaber like it was, oh my god! You know, like the first time yep. we see it since Maul or Bastila, right? I guess if you want to yeah. go into the old old times, um, it it would have been so great. And she's dressed in all black, like Luke, and it was a little bit darker. There was a fucking guillotine lightsaber guillotine involved in his art. It's <laughs> it's just so much darker. There's talk of Mortis. You know, I, that's my fucking AU. Just where the sequels Dude. are a totally different. <laughs> I hate where that. They just don't exist. <laughs> but like, I can look at one picture of Ray and formulate a whole new story based on one picture from Colin's concept yeah. art. Yeah, that kind of stuff is so great. Concept art and fan art are huge sources of inspiration. I think they. I'm a very visual person, even though I write. I cannot do art, but when I see something visual like that, it can be very stimulating to my brain. Mm. So I I love that kind of stuff yeah, so much. Oh I my mean, God. there's that picture we were just talking about of Ray with like a metal leg. Oh, yeah. And I wrote a completely different character. Based on that picture, even though it was of Ray, I, I wrote like a different character altogether that's involved with Obi-Wan. So it's like... Yeah. I can see a piece of art and start a headcanon instantly. (laughs) (laughs) But another headcanon I have of mine, like a, I don't know about AU. It's not an alternate universe, but it kind of is. Anakin had way more sex before Padme. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) that 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 would make a lot more sense. (laughs) I've always kind of was like, you know, I bet a lot of his problems <laughs> would not be solved just because he got laid a lot more. I'm saying, like, he's out on missions. He, I don't even have to say he got laid. Let me rephrase it. 
he had interactions with other women outside of Padme that were flirtatious, romantic. He experimented like any young soul would. Yeah. You know, growing up. boy. Yeah. And I mean, he's going to rebel anyway. So he's doing this shit underneath like Obi-Wan's nose. I think on a few missions, he would have had a drink with a girl. Why not? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Mirage, Centel is yeah. just one example. But it's so it's so many people said this when we did our Cadavo arc and talked about that in particular. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, where did that Anakin come from? Exactly. Because when you see him in Attack of the Clones, he's a moron. He's a bumbling <laughs> fool. He's got to learn his savviness from somewhere. And it didn't. he did not learn it from Padme. No. Mm-mm. So he was almost too nervous to be exactly suave, yeah. you know. So he it would have to be around other people that he didn't feel so mm-hmm. nervous or intimidated by, or whatever the case may be. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, my <laughs> last like one, my last one, and you're gonna love this because you already know about it. <laughs> there is a multi-layer, multi-tiered, uh, a spa on Hoth. Yes! <laughs> Where the undercurrent of the galaxy go to let it loose. And each each room in the spa is a different theme that conjures up different sins. <laughs> this is one of my favorite fics you ever wrote. I know. Lauren loves this. And I'm, I'm holding on to the fact that I love Hoth so much is because I believe that there's an actual oasis there in the form of a spa with thousands of rooms where you can go and do whatever you want and you don't have to abide by a Jedi code. You don't have to abide by a bounty hunter code. You don't have to abide by any fucking code. The Sith can come and believe in peace if they want to. You know what I'm saying? It's a do-whatever-you-want spa on Hoth. That's my it's head Vegas, but on Hoth. What happens on Hoth stays on Hoth. You got it, bitch. <laughs> so <laughs> those are like my top ones. little ridiculous. Oh my God, I like that. <laughs> no, I love that one. That has been one of my favorites all of all time. <laughs> I'm, I'm, listen, Obi Wan, Obi Wan needs a vacation, and that is the kind of vacation he needs. He needs to go somewhere where he is. It is permissible to do and be whatever you want, so he doesn't have to feel like oh, he can just shed the cloak of the code for like a weekend. Yeah. He can invite Satine or any woman, any man, if he wants. Anything yeah. goes on Hoth, so <laughs> whatever he wants. Yeah, that's it. I like it. Oh my god. What about you? Ah, <laughs> uh, I like you. I really struggle to have like any AUs because I like the canon stuff. I think where my AUs come in is where I feel really unsatisfied or like <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, so it's, I have a. Uh, it's different. It's just a little too different sometimes. Yeah. And like one of the ones that I like is really different and would never make sense. I love the idea of Sith Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes. Yes. A lot of people Which, like that. I don't. I like the art of it. Yeah. I don't like the idea of it because it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> it's sad. Like it's really. It, yes. And so the reason I, I, I wrote my fan fiction part three coming soon. I'll finally wrap it up because holy shit it's been years mm-hmm. um the reason i wanted that is because he never cracks and we right. see 
Anakin crack. We see Ahsoka crack on Mortis. Like, mm-hmm. Mortis was the only place we could have really gotten a little dark Obi-Wan and had it not be real. <laughs> Can know? I tell you a meme I just saw? Please. The meme was... Anakin didn't just fall to the dark side once. This motherfucker went twice and they showed Mortis. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, he sucks so bad. He fell twice. He's the only Jedi in history that fell twice. Oh, fuck. He even knew, like, they gave him the knowledge and he still did it again. <laughs> okay. Anyway. But yeah, if there was ever a time that Obi-Wan was going to do it, that was our moment. That was it. Yes. Well, and I, uh, yeah, I really thought that the lawless, well, and actually there is that moment in, um, if you listen to stories of the Clone Wars, it's like short stories about the Clone Wars. There's Mm -hmm. one that is Obi-Wan's perspective from the lawless. Mm. And I highly recommend listening to it because James Arnold Taylor, James Arnold Taylor reads it. Nice. And there is a moment where inside his mind, he does. He thinks about killing Maul and oh. then killing everyone and just just losing it. And then at the last second, he won't because it's not what Satine would have wanted. Oh, well, I could totally and see so you, this. Yeah, and it's it wouldn't have been, you know, he chose to fall to the dark side. It would have been he was pushed so far mm-hmm. that he cracked. And once you crack a little, you can keep cracking, basically. Yeah. And that's what that's what my fic was about, and that's fun to explore. Although I think it is completely unrealistic for the character. So for a person who doesn't like AU's that are non-canon compliant, well, I'm guilty of writing ones. So. I mean, they're in the list of um, our social media listeners and responders. There are a few that I subscribe to. Yeah, and I'll mention it as we go through. Yeah. For someone who doesn't well, like AUs, there's a few AUs I really like. <laughs> you know. Well, and another one that I, I really, my heart wants, mm-hmm. in my opinion, Rogue One is perfect as it is. Yes. Jin and Cassian's relationship is perfect, exactly how it is. Do I have a guilty pleasure side? Yeah. I wish they had lived and survived, and I do really think they would have been sexy together, but... <laughs> Very. I would like part of why I have trouble writing for them in particular is because it's perfect the way it is. Doesn't need me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get that. I get that totally. Yeah. So I would love that. And I also I had the idea that a totally different, like a total AU would be the Rogue One characters, but set during World War Two, like oh. the underground, the, the rebellion oh, yeah. in France or like Northern Europe. That could be cool. That would be but cool. Again, just write your own story. Exactly. <laughs> I mean to that. <laughs> a lot of these stories are written because uh out of necessity, because we want this to be the truth. Right. For instance, I wrote the Luke story where he meets a completely uh, original character who becomes Ray's mother, and yeah, it's because that's what I actually wanted, you know. Right. So I have this. I have the same. I have a story I wrote for myself that will never see the light of day. But it's Obi Wan in the desert meets a force sensitive woman, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's Ray's. How does this work? 
they have a child who's like marries Luke or has a relationship with Luke, and that is how they end up with Ray. Woof, that so would be like, a lot of power. <laughs> so she's half Kenobi, half Skywalker. Like ah. that's the that's how I she's like. She's Ahsoka. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Obi-Wan and Anakin's like granddaughter slash baby sister slash daughter slash adopted kid sister. There's so many. T- she is half Skywalker and half Kenobi. Literally. So that's our stuff. But yeah, we've got quite a list. We do. So we're going to try and zip through these. We'll see where we end up. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that. I noticed that some of, like, a lot of these are happier versions. It's like people really oh, want. I know. I know. They want the happy ending because we rarely get it. I know it. I know. Well, that's why they're fake. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Say it with us, everybody. Star Wars is pain. <laughs> yeah, God, I get that as a tattoo. Right. So one of our dear friends, Leah, she has a great one. It's Vader raising Luke and Leia. Yeah. That would be insane. <laughs> Can you imagine? Leia would go dark <laughs> almost immediately. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> There's no holding her oh back. <laughs> yeah. And like, does that mean raised on like a Star Destroyer or oh. does Vader go to Tatooine? Oh, oh no. Me. Does that mean Tarkin's that's... involved? Oh, God. What happens to Bale then? Well, I guess... Okay, so Leah said that this is a story she came up with back in the day, like when original Mm. trilogy was all we had. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't Bale Organa. There wasn't, you know, all the stuff we got for prequels. Gotcha. She was interested in this idea from a long time ago. So I think that's, that's awesome. That's how I came up with my Luke story, too, was before any of this extended universe existed so yeah it's definitely an interesting concept because would he rule with an iron fist or would it spark the love for padme and their their children like luke did in him in the original yeah, trilogy that's a really good it's question a good question i regardless leia is fucking turning <laughs> <laughs> when she said two this was before they even knew padme like that's true the, Mm. The twins' mm. parents, they only had one, like, nobody knew... That's right. ...the, the name of their... She said that there might have been reference to it somewhere that her name was Rebecca, I want to say, because there was, like, that was, like, a popular name at the time, but maybe that was just the name she came up with. I don't know. I could be wrong, but... What? I mean, no offense to the Rebeccas out there. Hey, Rebecca. But, like, <laughs> I, I don't I don't see how Rebecca and Padme are even close. <laughs> Well, I know but there's the, that goes with crazy world building. Well, they, George Lucas has these weird names, and then all of a sudden there's Luke and Ben. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So Evan Peel, Evan, <laughs> <laughs> Evan, Steve, George, Luke, Ben, Bill, <laughs> <laughs> Bill Skywalker. Here I'm a tax attorney, ready <laughs> to help with all your needs. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so <laughs> do you want to read the next one? Biddy Pins wrote in and said, "This is a good one. Chips removed before Order sixty six out of all of the clones. Thus, mm. Palpatine is defeated. Fives lives. Clones are free. <laughs> Another happy ending that we'll never get. But 
Yeah. Interesting God. to think about. Had someone found it and they did like a mass uh, like deregulation of the chip or had them all surgically yeah. removed or something. It could have changed the whole trajectory of the galaxy. Could you imagine that moment where everybody just, they all, Palpatine thinks he has them and then they all turn on him. Oh, my God. And all of their guns are pointed right at him at the same time. Oh, yes. Yes. They could play with us, too. They do the Order 66, and you're not sure if the clones are going to do it or not. Right, and then Rex is the one. to the Jedi. Yeah. Oh, I am no (laughs) pre-programmed clone. And then he fires first. (laughs) Oh, so good. Oh, my God. Yes. I love it. Thank you, Biddy Pins. Oh, we need the happy endings. Yeah, we did. <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, Bettina said, Legend stays, and the New Jedi Order is based off Yavin, training, exploring, etc. Yes, and I'm here for I this. I agree. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I think Filoni is slowly trying to pull Legends into canon, like one he, piece at a time. He really is. Yeah. I... I agree, though. Legends is so vast, and to just erase it all with the flick of a magic wand, it, it was Yeah, but that sad. magic wand has Disney money, so <laughs> they can do true. whatever they want. You know <laughs> they, what my headcanon is? You know what my headcanon is? There is no Disney hmm. wand. <laughs> no, but oh, Legends man. stays. I do think a lot in Legends could have stayed, would have stayed, and could work, honestly. Yeah. And the new Jedi Order, it makes sense to be off Yavin, you know? I, I think it, it would does. be great. Or at least have a, uh, a faction, like a campus. Does that exist? Mm-hmm. Have one off of well, Yavin? I know. Yeah, like Luke has his Jedi school, and it doesn't get burned to the ground by his nephew. And Man. <laughs> well, that, uh, yeah. that leads us to the very next one. Oh, yeah. By breath in my blood, Ben doesn't die, and he and they establish a fully balanced force-wielding order, not necessarily Jedi. And I think that's fantastic. Actually, I really, really did not want Ben to die, because Ben was just getting interesting. Yeah. Right when he died, so... I know. I... I know they're trying to get rid of the Skywalkers and any trace of them, but... Ben could have lived on and did just this, fully balanced force-wielding order. Now, there's been a lot of discourse lately. If you've been on Twitter about the Grey Jedi, there are waves of things on Twitter that come and go where people are Mm. abnormally angry about. Mm -hmm. And the Grey Jedi seems to be like the thing that people are abnormally angry about last week. And so, I don't know, Twitter. Um, (laughs) But in this life... Ben and Ray would have been the perfect, like, light and dark can exist. And here's why. Yeah. They could have taught them all together. And it could have been on Yavin. <laughs> you know? <laughs> a blending of yeah. AUs, if you will. Yeah, I don't... Uh, I think that because Disney was so gung-ho to basically rub out the Skywalker um, storyline, that... It backed them into a corner mm-hmm. of what was going to be entertaining. And I know they're trying to bring new viewers in, which to me is insane. Well, you don't want to isolate the old fans and the original fans or the the fans of the original 
stuff exactly. from the new clan of fans coming in. There has to be exactly. a blend. I, I believe the term is there must be a balance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In the force. Well, and there is this technique of having a universe, right? And it's not, I don't mean just in Star Wars. Like a great example is Quentin Tarantino, right? All of his stories take place in Quentin Tarantino universe. Right. So they're self-referential. When you watch one, it references another one. And mm-hmm. then you go and watch that. And you're like, oh, what the fuck? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to mean anything. It's just really rewarding to the audience. So when you start to remove that out of the stories you're telling, it makes no sense marketing-wise because it actually isolates people. Totally. Instead of making them more likely to pay more money to dive deeper into the fandom that you've created. But what you're doing is making single tracks so that people only want to take one path, not all the paths. Correct. I find it not as wise as it could be. Granted, I'm a huge Star Wars uh, Skywalker fan. I think Star Wars is the Skywalkers, but that's just me. No, it will always be. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry older camp i guess a fan but there wouldn't be any star wars without the skywalker saga so a little reverence for it would be appreciated from an older fan like myself yes (laughs) pardon me i'll get off my soapbox (laughs) (laughs) don't this is your podcast you can stand on any soapbox for as long as you want i'm on it with you so don't worry about it (laughs) oh man Okay, uh, Kendall Nelson said, I love happy AUs like if Satine had survived the lawless. I mean, yeah. Yep. Fuck. (laughs) I mean, what else do you say to that? It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's like... It would have changed a lot of stuff, or maybe not. I don't know. It would have changed what's going on in the Mandalorian right now. That That is true. That is true. Yep. Although Palpatine wanted her out of the way anyway, so... Definitely. He probably would have gotten his way one way or another, but maybe not. It's an AU. We can yeah. we can have her live if we want, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Happy ending. <laughs> now, this one's interesting. KT Unravels says, The Empire does not fall, and Luke has to cope with Vader and Sidious. This is interesting because I don't think it's possible for Luke to cope with Vader and Sidious. <laughs> Yeah, I would I would enjoy watching that struggle. Well, th- here's the thing. I'm not saying that KT Unravels AU is wrong. I'm saying I can't see a situation where Luke doesn't die in the presence of Sidious. So, right, exactly. If that were to happen, yeah. That would be a struggle. Yes. If especially cuz all the the dominoes lined up just right for Return of the Jedi so that when Luke went and saw Sidious and Vader, he knew, which mm-hmm. I told you this the other day, I want to do a whole episode about this. He was either going to save his father or die. Mm-hmm. He knew that going in. And so if you remove that scenario, it makes it less likely that he's going to actually get through to his father on other occasions. You know how you only have like one window of opportunity for somebody in the right emotional state? Yes. And so I think you're right. I think it would be much more likely that Luke would die in that situation or be turned because that's ultimately Sidious really wanted to replace Anakin with Luke. That's so sad. Luke, Luke had a body and Anakin was supposed to be this amazing 
Sith, and then his body got destroyed, and he got limited by what he could do. Whereas Luke was fresh and young, and Sidious so could take control of him. I'm boiling over here. <laughs> no pun intended, but like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it makes me so mad to think that like Sidious was just gonna throw his lapdog of like X amount of years that he fucking brainwashed and used mm-hmm. to get into that position just willy-nilly just to replace him with his son. Like, fuck off, Sidious. <laughs> yeah, I know. He doesn't care about anybody. He doesn't. It's he really doesn't. manipulation. Hey, look, here's one. This one's for you. Which one? Oh, the next one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bettina, she understands me. She does. <laughs> she says, Rogue One survived Scarif and continued all working for the rebel intelligence Yes. yes, 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 yes. I'm currently working on a fic about this right now. <laughs> yes, and the artwork for it coming down the pike is fucking fantastic. I saw you teased it. It's so good. I did. It's Amico so good. is such a good artist. Oh, my gosh. It's been delightful getting those emails with the art coming in. Well, hang tight, Bettina. Your story's coming. <laughs> Via Lauren. <laughs> now, this one is really cool. This is an AU I can stand behind and would love to see. Whitney Wiley says, Obi-Wan in a samurai story. That would be so cool. Could you see him? I can. I think it would yeah, be so fucking cool. They're so disciplined mm-hmm. and like calm and precise and collected and in tune with everything. And that fits Obi-Wan to a T. He could be the perfect... Yeah. It just, he could do it. <laughs> you know, you could just be it. Yeah. Well, especially considering how much the Jedi are based on the right. samurai to begin with. It does he help. Is, like the exact cookie cutter that would fit into that universe just beautifully. I, I love this idea. I would love to see him in the traditional mm, yes. armor that oh, they God. wear. And so good with like really yeah, long hair. Like traditional, yes. long, like the long straight hair. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I make new noises a, for these things. You need a cold shower over there. I do. It just looks so good in my brain. <laughs> oh man. Very unique. Said Obi Wan leaves the Jedi for Satine. Au. Satine lives. Au. Anakin doesn't turn Sith AU, so all happy endings. <laughs> all of these would have to happen at once. <laughs> yeah, pretty if, much. <laughs> if Obi-Wan leaves for the, Je- the Jedi for Satine, Satine lives, they live happily ever after, then Anakin's like, fuck this shit, I'm going to go with yeah. Padme, he doesn't turn, everyone lives happily ever after, and Ahsoka is confused. <laughs> <laughs> she just gets to go back and forth between their houses hanging That's it. out. And- yeah, I have, I'm... Yes. I'm with Obi-Wan this weekend and Satine, and I'll see you and you, Padme and Anakin, and everyone and the kids next weekend. And yeah. Honestly, I do feel like they would have all been better off if they just left the Jedi Order for good. Honestly. Mm. You know, it, yeah. I just, I love it because it's happy. Yeah, it's a nice little ray of sunshine to step into, honestly. It gives the <laughs> characters the happiness that they deserved and didn't get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yes. I'm always for. In fact, I'm going to just skip ahead real quick to Snips005, mm-hmm. who says, Anakin raises Luke and Leia. That is something mm. I always wanted. There is so much good fan art out there of Anakin Padme. They're both alive. They're raising their kids. They're happy. 
a stable family unit. Yeah. Obi-Wan's like the uncle. Ahsoka's like the aunt. You know? Yeah. And everyone's yes. invited over for dinner on Sunday. and They go to the beach. <laughs> that's right. They do go to the beach. There's a lot of art of them playing in the sand, bearing Obi-Wan up to his neck. I love it. Okay, Mia is doodling, said... This is also cut from my cloth. Obi-Wan falls to the dark side, probably after the lawless, and Anakin has to stop him, AU. Isn't that literally what you're trying to write? Yeah, I, I messaged her and I was like, I have a fic right now if you want to be <laughs> yes. <it." laughs> yes. It's so good, though. And I love the idea of Anakin being the rescuer instead of Obi-Wan being... The one who has to pull Anakin back. Anakin in a yeah. power position to pull his best friend out of something is a cool twist. I think that would be one of the ways to save him from turning. Exactly, yes. To make him care more about saving someone else than saving... Like, if Padme was safe and he had the responsibility of saving Obi-Wan from the dark side... Because then he would see, like, that pain of losing someone to the dark side. Yeah, I, I think that would be the thing that would save him. Totally. I love this. I love this one. These are all so good. These all have roots in Star Wars where they could blossom into something beautiful. All of these. Yeah. That's why this is fun to, like, dip your toe into. <laughs> it, was, it was actually really heartening to see so many people having such nice, positive... Not that we don't dislike the dark stuff, because you and I both love dark stuff, but it was just like, oh, these are all so nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So next week, we will do part two of this episode because we have more AUs to discuss from our listeners and viewers. And there, the, the greatness continues. There's a lot of fun stuff we haven't talked about yet, and I can't wait to read the rest of them. Yeah, it's going to be freaking awesome. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. We appreciate every one of our patrons and are grateful for your support. If you'd like to support the podcast and become a patron as well, head over to the Most Things Kenobi Patreon. As always, you can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you enjoy our podcast, feel free to rate us on Spotify and Apple. I just read our Apple reviews the other day. You guys are amazing, and you just really touched my heart. Thank you for all of that. Yes, thank you. You're amazing. And if you need just one place to find all of these, head over to mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. Always.